Well, another day, uh, another estimate when it comes to peak flow coming down the Murray in early December. And unfortunately, like the two days that have preceded it, today's estimate is an increase. Now, 165 gigalitres a day is expected from early December. The State Minister for Emergency Services, Joseph Karch, was in the Riverland in the last couple of days touring with the Premier. Uh, Minister, good morning to you. With regard morning, to that, that increased estimate, what does that mean for the properties in the area, how many more will be affected if it now hits that 165 gigalitres a day mark? So this, this 165 gigalitres that we were received um, information on yesterday is the very likely flows that we'll be seeing. Um, unfortunately, because of the nature of the rain potential across the eastern states and the complexity of the water systems of which feed into the River Murray, we do have a, a low, medium and high probability of other projections. So 165 we will see. We are at a moderate risk of seeing uh, flows then of 200 gigalitres and, a, and a, lower moderate, uh, sorry, a lower likelihood of seeing 220 gigalitres a day across our riverland and, and uh, system. So if we're looking at 160 gigalitres of flows, then we are currently projecting that there's around... 3,600 properties that will be uh, inundated to about floor level. And as we um, project those potential further flows up to 200 or even up to 220, then we're looking at or projecting somewhere in the vicinity of between 4,250 to potentially in excess of 5,000 properties that will be inundated. And these properties are a combination of shacks, um, it may be some permanently res uh, resided homes. It may be some commercial sheds or other properties. So they're not all um, dwellings, but the best advice that I've received from the SES is that of those properties that will be undated, between 10 and 20% of people that reside in those will need to be uh, relocated before those waters come through. Wow. So we'll be talking about pretty much a sort of a, a preemptive evacuation for people who live at the lower levels of the of the river Joe this work's been underway for, for for quite a number of weeks now David the the incident management team in the riverland has already been has been stood up since August um, you said before my, myself the premier and the deputy premier were in the riverland just a couple of days ago to meet with these extraordinary people who are doing this work already we have housing SA staff already on the ground in the Riverland, we have a multi-agency approach to this. So I'm not only hopeful, but I expect that there will be a, an orderly support provided to the people most affected by these um, water flows. And that'll be done in a manner which doesn't rise the anxiety or, or rise the stress um, of an already of a community in the Riverland, which is um, uh, already reasonably um, feeling, feeling the heat of these uh, anticipated flows. At those higher levels, Minister... When you talk about the potential for, um, you know, potentially more than 5,000 properties being affected, will that also mean we'd, we'd see sort of 19, early 1970s level scenes where water actually makes it like to the main street of some of these towns? So the, the water flows through these range of communities will be, will be very different. There are extensive levee systems in, in place in, in, in much of these towns and what I, what I saw firsthand actually when I was, when I was there this week was that there, there was already significant water 
that is dispersing across the the, the, the floodplain, mm. and that is a, a natural thing to happen. So the way that water will flow um, is one thing, but also the way that our emergency services and the local uh, governments, local councils will mitigate against those flows will also be important. But but one thing that I'll that I'd say is that these flows are projected to be lasting for um, a number of months. It won't be uh, what some people might might imagine or, or anticipate or see from, from eastern states where we have flash flooding. This will be an event of flows because of these massive inundations in eastern states where a gradual increase of water will come and that water will be sticking around through at a high, much higher level sometime through now, as we project, into into February. Yeah. Just yeah. to be clear on one thing, I'm just trying to pass one a, a data point you've mentioned, uh, Minister, with something reported in the TISA today, without being alarmist about it. Um, according to the TISA, the Renmark levee banks were designed for a 210 gigalitre flood. That was the flood level in 1931, the worst we've ever seen. Your range of probabilities include the possibility that it's actually worse than that now and therefore the worst flood in, in recorded Riverland history. Is that right? So not in recorded uh, Riverland history, no. So the, the remarkable um, 1950s flood were in okay. the vicinity of 350 gigalitres a day right. and, and the, the high level of that was just an extraordinary height. It's, it's breathtaking to see how much higher that is to what we're projecting at the moment. Okay. Well, that's good news. Joe? Uh, Minister, appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. That's, he's, uh, he's good on Twitter too, that bloke. Minister for Emergency <laughs> Services, Joe Sakarch. He's right. I've just overlooked the Loxton flood tree. So the second, yeah. 31's the second highest ever. You've actually got to scroll up a significant way to get to the one in the in the 50s. Which you can actually, it looks like another... It's the same with the marker in, in Manham. Yes. Because you look at it and you think, oh, wow, that was bad in, 19, in the 1970s. But then you, I know there's a number right up... <laughs> Halfway up the gum yeah, tree yeah. is 56. Yeah. Uh, it's um, coming up to 7 o'clock. 5AA News is uh, on the way. We'll take you through some of the stories of the morning next. David Penberthy and Will Goodings, 6 to 9. 5AA Breakfast.